If the end of the NFL season has you down and you're missing your fantasy football, there is no better time to give fantasy basketball a try, and there's no better place than underdog fantasy. Sign up today with promo code JNR and receive a deposit match of up to $100. Daily Fantasy is on underdogfantasy.com. Sign up today. Let's play some fantasy basketball. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. I am John, and that is Ronnie, and we are back for another episode. Ronnie, how is it going? Good, very good. I'm excited that, uh, what's the name, Durant is back on the Suns. He's actually starting his first home game tonight, so I got that on is while we're doing, really? recording this podcast right now. Oh, so. my goodness, finally. Did he fall during pregame? Or is, <laughs> did he, it was he, funny. Did um, they not let him anywhere during pregame? <laughs> the radio DJ that I was listening to this morning, he was giving updates like all morning long. He was like, so Kevin Durant woke up this morning, he ate his breakfast, so he's still healthy. No injuries to report yet. And then an hour no later, same thing. And he, he ate his granola bar, he ate his breakfast. He's out there. That's good. He, he drove in. He no no up car accidents. He's still gonna play tonight. You know, so just the they gotta get some some stick time with those guys as the yeah. play and the playoffs are right around the corner. Teams are clinching, teams are getting eliminated, it's it's coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's so so tight in the West too, and I'm just Scared that his sons aren't going to make it, but now that he's back, I, I mean, I'm hopeful. But right now, we're losing against the Timberwolves, so it's not looking well, good right the, now. I th- I think they'll make the playoffs. Oh God, it is close. Maybe not. <laughs> it's so hard to say anything with confidence, right. In the West. But before we jump into that, you you had a list of injuries. Let's do lightning news, injury specific. Ronnie, take it away. <laughs> yeah, let me get there right quick here. <laughs> Okay, I so I literally told you that we were going to do this first. <laughs> I know. I was this just is, looking at the conferences. This is what I have to deal with, guys. I was just looking it's at crazy. how close the Suns were compared to the other ones because I thought yeah. you were going into that. No, no, no. I, yeah, let's let's do lightning news. All right. Injuries. So first, LeBron, he came back from injury, so he's back and playing. He's he's looking pretty good. I'm going to go through this kind of quick because there's a lot of them. Yeah, that's what's um, lightning, Martin. Yeah, exactly. And Morant came back, and uh, yeah, he's he's doing pretty good. His first game, he scored 17 points, so good for him. It's good to see him back after all his drama. Iguodala is out four weeks. He's undergoing wrist surgery for the Warriors, so that kind of sucks. He's actually one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, Zion is cleared for encore activities, but he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. Uh, Paul George is out for two to three weeks with a sprained knee, so that kind of sucks for the Clippers. Good for the Suns, though, because that's our last game of the season, so we won't have to worry about him. But hopefully he'll be back for the playoffs. Carl Anthony Towns finally came back for the Timberwolves. Maybe that's why we're losing right now, because he's back. And he's been looking pretty good. Gary Payton II is back as well for the Warriors, so they got another great point guard. Uh, let's see. Ben Simmons. So this one was kind of weird. So there was reports that he might be out for the season, or he might come back. But he is officially out for the rest of the season with his back injury. So interesting that, you know, after all that, you know, what we were talking about with him and his back injury, just he's out again for the whole season. So why did he pass his physical in the first place? We don't know. And then Kevin Durant, I mentioned, he's back. He's on the floor right now. So that's good. The Blazers were leaning towards shutting down Damian Lillard, and they finally did do that. So he's shut down for the rest of the season. And I think that's all I... Oh, one more. Uh, Steven Adams, he's out for the Grizzlies for four more weeks after a stem cell injection in his knee. So even though the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are really, really good, you know, they're one of the top teams, second place right now, I believe, uh, they won't have him for 
a long time. So maybe sometimes during the playoffs he'll be back, but we'll see. All right. Uh, yeah, but commenting on Ben Simmons, he has some sort of nerve injury is what I read, like a nerve impingement. I forget what they call it. I can't read my own handwriting. But <laughs> nerve stuff is really, really difficult because you never know if those nerves are going to grow back. Or yeah. Obviously, I'm not a doctor, but that's what I've heard is that nerves can be potentially never healed. Well, yeah, and especially with your pain back. management at that point. And being a basketball player, I mean, that's that's tough. You know, that's, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Haha, <laughs> good one. Is that a pun? <laughs> nope, it just literally <laughs> hurts. Like I, I've had a little bit of back pain myself, and um, yeah, when I'm on the yeah. court, sometimes I I start feeling it, and yeah, it kind of sucks. It just it definitely gets reaggravated when you're on the court. So I I kind of feel for him, but still, in the first place, like I don't know how I don't know how he passed a physical to get traded to the Nets, anyways. So weird. Yeah, you, you, it's a risk assessment, right? When you take the physical, do you think he'll get better? Do you think he won't? Um, they thought he would. They needed to get rid of him. Well, I guess the Sixers needed to get rid of him. The Nets didn't need to take him. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Uh, you mentioned injuries. This is a, a former player, Shaquille O'Neal. If you haven't noticed him on Inside NBA, he has had hip surgery. He will be out of the studio looking like a mid-April return. I love Shaq and Barkley together on that right. show. So hoping he is back soon in postseason form because the playoffs certainly have started by then so I'm, I'm looking forward to his return so was there anything well. that caused this injury like was it them messing around because there was one episode that i i showed the wife where um it was a christmas episode right where charles was running towards the screen like they do and charles barkley came over and yeah. just like body checked him into the christmas tree <laughs> so it's just hilarious i watched that like five times was there anything I, crazy like that that caused ago, the injury though, it? it was but you know how sometimes they I, they don't do surgery yeah, right away. You know, like injury. they're like, we'll yeah, we'll see how it is. Maybe just give it some time. It'll probably be fine. But you know what? I, was I don't know. I, I I mean, Shaq's a big dude, so yeah. I imagine it's just a big dude. His hip just sort of wore out. Yeah, but I have no idea that it might have been predicated by a fall or that's from lifting all of his fans. Ask him to lift him up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a funny video of him where uh, an MMA fighter, Francis Naganu, I believe is how you say it, uh, just picked up Shaq like like a kid. Cool. And Shaq afterwards just looks like, I've never been picked up before as an adult. <laughs> <Just sort laughs> That's <of> awesome. Flabbergasted that <laughs> yeah. somebody not only picked him up, would, would dare to pick him up, and then picked him up with such ease. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's it's, like it's 350 kind of pounds, right? Yeah. It's, and then to do it just like it's nothing. So yeah, yeah that was... I love Shaq. Shaq's a, a very entertaining guy. He's like, I don't know how all my fans feel when I picked them oh, up. Oh, no. Ronnie's busting out a Shaq impression. No, you that, that, that wasn't going to be one. a good episode. I wasn't even yeah. trying. <laughs> okay, here's uh, a true, Fox. true. Oh, no. Go ahead. No, oh, all right. Geez. No, I will skip it. <laughs> uh, if you're like me, your, your NCAA bracket, if you filled out a bracket, is just absolutely dead. Mine was dead since <laughs> the second round. <laughs> yeah. But uh, De'Aaron Fox had some comments that were getting some attention talking about college basketball. He said college basketball is hard to watch. The shots are bad. The refs are bad. And a lot of the coaching is bad. And I, I personally agree with him. It's really, really tough to watch college basketball because it's just so such an inferior product compared to the NBA because you have so many colleges and the talent pool isn't that deep. So you end up with just a couple of really, really talented guys who are only sticking around for a year, and then you just have a lot of guys, you know, good for them getting their college education, but it's not a really fun product. And I think this year's 
bracket kind of demonstrated that you have the top teams losing early and often and it's just you just have a bunch of guys playing <laughs> basketball so i don't know what your feeling of college basketball is i can guess if, if i had to guess you don't like it at all yeah, yeah i don't i don't get yeah. cheering for any colleges i mean i guess the, even like like i have this buddy right and he loves arizona and i don't get it like yeah okay arizona I, state I, or university of arizona? arizona university so i'm like i get it like that's, you went there that's neither option <laughs> university of arizona or arizona state <laughs> the university of arizona in tucson okay thank you <laughs> Arizona University. Yeah, oh, what's man. a difference? That's nothing. It's a big difference. Anyway, he loves U of A. He loves yeah, the Wildcats. I, I don't get it. Like, okay, I mean, yeah, he went to the school, but he, I don't know. Like, I, so you love the school so much that you're gonna keep cheering for that basketball team, which you didn't play for or anything like that. Like, it, he just loves that. He doesn't care about any players or anything like that. He does like DA because he came it's from the program, Arizona. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I just don't get the love for a school when. Especially when they don't pay their players, they don't really treat them fair, and I don't know, just all the crap that the NCAA it doesn't. They don't help out really the kids, you know. It's just a big money grab, and yeah, I don't like it. So, yeah, no, I get it. I, I but I, I mean, you've never played for the Phoenix Suns yet. You, you, well, no, you disown the Suns, but <laughs> hypothetically, you're a fan of the Suns, and and you you root for them despite never playing on them. So I, I don't know. I get yeah. it. I, I do. I, I went. I went to Arizona State. I don't really care about the Arizona State. I think it's cool that James Harden went to Arizona State, but outside of that, I'm just indifferent. Like I have no idea how they did this year. I don't really care. Yeah, right. I just don't get the love for the school when yeah, you went there. I mean, like I don't cheer for my high school teams anymore, even though I went to those high schools. I don't know. I don't you get don't? it. No, I do. <laughs> Every fr- no, I don't. I have no idea. I don't care. Yeah, no. But some people like it. Some people don't. It's it's you know it is what it is. I don't I don't judge people for that. I love filling out the brackets because it's frustratingly insane yeah. that these you know quote unquote top teams are losing to these these underdogs. And it's fun to root for the underdog in those sort of situations where this no name school with a bunch of no name players who will never play in the NBA right. uh, come out and beat somebody that's going to be a lottery pick in their team. I think that's fun. So that that's what I like about college basketball. But I do agree with De'Aaron Fox is there's some really bad players, some bad shot selection, some bad refs. Um, and certainly the coaching is just terrible in some cases. I could only imagine. I'm glad I don't watch it now. <laughs> but it's so weird. I seriously don't keep an eye on it at all. Like, I don't know what team Bronny plays for. I don't know. Does Wambanyana actually, like, play for a college team or is he overseas? No, I don't... he plays overseas. Yeah. Okay. Cause yeah, I don't I don't keep track of any players. I don't know who's hot or anything, so I don't care. Who's at hot all. and who's not? Yep. With Ronnie, <laughs> that'd be a dangerous yes. segment with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't get it. And, and one of the things that I I, I want to kind of transition to here is you know he talked about bad coaching, and I think we mentioned we were going to talk about the Warriors Mavericks game that that recently occurred. I think there was a terrible play call on that, but we'll get to that. That was the last play call of the game, but. Mm-hmm. The Mavericks are officially, oh, what's the word you used? Um, Protesting dumb. the call. <laughs> well, no, they're dumb. But there, there was a there was a play that occurred, and they're officially they they launched a complaint with the league at the way the refs handled yeah, it. Yeah, the Mavs or, to or file some... a protest of Warriors lost protest, due to alleged ref mistake. Yeah. So this the mistake was in the third quarter, the ball went out of bounds, and the refs called it as Dallas's ball. Then it went to a TV timeout. So from Dallas's perspective, great 
TV timeout. We're going to have the ball when we come back out of TV timeout. <laughs> then they either reviewed the play or the refs got together and they changed it and decided it was going to be the Warriors ball. But the Mavericks claim they were never notified of the change. So they were ready to inbound the ball and they gave it to the Warriors who yeah. inbounded the ball with no Mavericks on defense and just slammed it in. I think it was Kevon Looney who just dunked it in because it's like, okay, cool. We'll take the easy bucket. And if that's true, then that's pretty egregious on the ref's part. Not to right. communicate that, hey, we reviewed and changed the call. I don't. I don't I don't know. Did they say something to Jason Kidd? I don't think Jason Kidd's a very good coach, and we're gonna talk about that in just a second. But it seems it seems unlikely that a professional team would not be playing defense on it. Like they know how to play basketball, mm-hmm. so there was clearly a miscommunication there. Now, is it the ref's fault or is it the the player's fault? I have no idea. I don't know if you saw the replay of that, but it was just I did, it was yeah. absolutely crazy that there, were, there was nobody there. Well, here's why it's such a big deal is because that was two points and the score was 127-125. Right. The Mavericks lost that game. And now the Mavericks are in 11th place in the standings right outside of the play-in yeah, bubble. Yeah, they're in trouble. So that could cost them a chance at the play the play-in. So that's why it's such a big yeah. deal. It's it's all these games are important, especially in the West where it's so tightly contended. Which takes me to the next call or, or to the next point I wanted to make about this game is just the end of the game. The last play of the game was just stupid from what I could tell. I, I don't know what they were trying to do here. And this is again Jason Kidd. I don't think is a very good coach. Uh, maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. But the last play of the game, they're down by three. There's eight and a half seconds left. So. The thought process, if I'm an NBA head coach, is, okay, we need to set up a shot for somebody to take a three-pointer to tie the game to send it to overtime, right? You're down by three. Yeah. That seems reasonable, right? Yeah. No, they get it down to Luka down low, who puts up a a missed shot. He's expecting to get fouled, doesn't get the call, and it's – what are you doing? That's your game plan is to – to get fouled and make a shot and get an and one and hit it from the three throw line. I mean, if what it was if against the, the Suns, what if you don't get fouled? It's just <laughs> yeah. a stupid play call. If it was against the Suns, he would have definitely gotten the call because he always does for some reason. I mean, yeah. I I kind of get he, it from he, well, the, he gets the call a lot. Yeah, yeah, I do get it from the coaching point of view though because you are going for the higher percentage shot instead of just winning the game, and you also increase your chances of a three point play because Luca does get called for so many fouls. But yeah, do you want to go into what happened with the call? And do you everything? want to bank on that though? Yeah, so uh, they didn't get the call, and they, you know, uh, Warriors get the rebound. They foul. Uh, I think it was Andrew Wiggins who hits two two shots. So they now go up by five, and there's like a second left. They must have hit a last second three to get it within to two. But they, he doesn't get the call. Luca's furious, and he holds his hand up and does the the money the money signal. I don't know what you would yeah, call that. Money you in your his hand. In your thumb. <laughs> Money in his hand, alluding that basically that the refs are being paid yep. to let the Warriors win this game. He gets some money out of his pocket as a result of doing that. He gets fined $35,000, and yeah. justifiably so. You should get fined for that. You can't call the refs out like that in the middle of a game. I understand <laughs> the emotion and the frustration, but that's not going to work out for you too yeah, well. Right. So. I think it was a bad play call. I don't think he was fouled. I think it was a pretty terrible shot. You know how Luca shoots and then kind of falls, like, yep. you know, always. 
Yeah. It was one of those sort of, eh, eh, And looks at the refs and doesn't get back on defense. And doesn't get the call and, and just loses. So, yeah, it was it was interesting. I, I think it was a bad play call. I'm I'm happy that they lost. Obviously, I don't want to, I don't want the Mavericks to be in the playoffs. But Seriously, they're kind of in a mess now. Yeah, and then after that game too, they play against the Hornets and they get humili- humiliated against the Hornets too, twice by the way. And yeah, there's some things going on with those games too. Where, what was what were you talking about? Where. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Kyrie Irving, there was a fan that was talking trash. So Kyrie had security kick the fan out of the game. Yeah. And I didn't know you could do that. How do you feel about that? Should you should you be allowed to jaw at the players without fear of being kicked out of the game? Or well, is there a line on what you should say? I just think of Happy Gilmore, where the guy's <laughs> like, you will miss this shot, jackass. <laughs> right. Yeah, we, we had that discussion too, where the players should be allowed yeah. to like punch one fan every year <laughs> like get oh, in a yeah. fight with the yeah. fan once a year <laughs> so yeah we'll I talk mean, about I... bradley beal in just a second but yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so Kyrie pointed out a fan that was apparently talking and had him kicked out of the game and i just don't think that's right unless he was saying just like i, I wonder if other fans complain because at some point you're like okay dude hey this, maybe... is, this is we're trying to watch a game so i don't yeah. know what was said what 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 triggered Kyrie, but he was removed from the game. The fan was by the Kyrie's fans request. just repeating the N word over and over again towards him. Then I get oh, that, sure. you know, like sure, there's sure, sure. certain things yeah. that I understand, but I do wonder what he said. And like, if he was just kind of getting on Kyrie's nerves by, I don't know, like what, what are you allowed to say? And what is like crossing the line where you get kicked out? Know. You know, like, was he yeah, talking about I've, his mom or something? You know, I, yeah, I have no idea. It, it, there, there has to be, I feel like stadiums all have a code of conduct, so he must have been violating that. And this mm-hmm. was on the road too; it wasn't it wasn't in the friendly confines of of um, Brooklyn. So yeah. who knows? A weird but, a weird scenario. The, they're they're free falling right yeah, now. But the, yeah, the Mavericks are. Whole big point of this is just that they're in eleventh place right now. Luca, he's not feeling like a, like himself. He says, "I used to have fun, but I'm just he doesn't like playing right now." And then. Um, I found this little stat too. Luca and Kyrie, they're three and seven as a duo. Um, this this stat yeah. was taken um, a few days ago, so it might have changed since then. But still, maybe it's like four and seven now. That's still not good. So it's it's kind of crazy to no, see this it's duo. Not good. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I think we, we kind of predicted it. That, yeah, I think so. Uh, this podcast episode's coming out a little bit later than our normal Tuesday. That's because I was actually traveling for work and I was in Dallas and I had a conversation with a, a Dallas Mavericks fan, which is really tough to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. No, but he, he was not a fan of the trade. And now he's sort of, I, I, I'm frustrated that they're not playing well together, but we're kind of, we're kind of hosed here. We have to mm-hmm. resign Kyrie because yeah. otherwise you gave up all of that for absolutely nothing so his biggest fear is that they're gonna resign Kyrie for big money and these guys will never gel together and it's gonna disenfranchise Luca yeah and Luca's not gonna want to extend so Luca has an opt-out clause he has a player option in the last year of his deal so he could walk if he wanted to at, at some point I don't have this contract in front of me it's it's several years away but okay. that that's got to be a concern if you're the Dallas Mavericks because I think Dallas Mavericks want Luca to be, you know, the the Dirk Nowitzki. He's the face of that franchise for the next decade or plus, right? right? I think that's their their goal. But if you make him mad, 
what's to stop him from leaving? Yeah. And that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting situation. I'm curious to see how that'll play off, but I, I, I agree with him. They're going to resign Kyrie. I don't know how they don't do it. Right. And then there was a thing where Kyrie Irving, he was clapping back at the Mavericks fans for booing him. He said, if the fans want to change yeah. places, be my guest. You know, So yeah. it's it, <laughs> yeah, I, when I saw this, I thought about you when you said, you know, he's just, Kyrie is like the player that just, he implodes teams when he gets traded to them, you know, and yeah. that's exactly what's happening. It kind of seems like with the Mavs, you know, they're, they're just imploding ever since he got traded to them. So very interesting how that happens with him. The trail of destruction that you see following Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Just, I, just a trail of blood, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. They're a mess. And you know, I, I, I would be happy not to see them in the playoffs. So this was the other conversation I had with them. Sorry. Changing subjects really yeah. quick. He was talking about Luca and how he was saying that it's Luca is one of the dumbest players to trash talk because he can flip a switch and just put down 40 right down your throat. Mm-hmm. And while I agree with that, but I also see him get very flustered and frustrated when people talk trash to him. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know. That I, and I told him that, like, I don't agree with you. It, it's, it's either hot or cold. He's either going to be on fire or he's just going to be a mess that game. And then I was thinking, are there players that you could trash talk? Or, let me yes. rephrase that. Is there a player that you should not trash talk because they'll they'll shove the ball down your throat and win? And if so, who 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 do you think those players are? Like to me, the obvious one is, is no longer with us, but that's Kobe Bryant. I feel yeah. like if you trash talk Kobe that's and you get one. under his skin, you're not going to get under his skin in the way that you think you are. He's going to just destroy you. Right. Is there anyone else like that in the league today? Luca is not that player in my mind. Yeah, no, I I can't think of anyone like that maybe i mean i'd have to kind of do some research like is dame like that because i mean that's the one kind of thought of damian lillard he likes to talk trash and he's just a cold-blooded killer yeah when it comes to shooting how about Uh, that was one of jimmy butler um no i don't jimmy Butler, I don't think has been playing very well. Not I don't have this his stats year. in front of me this season. But last but year, maybe he wouldn't be the guy that you would want to trash talk. Yeah, maybe, maybe Jimmy Butler. Maybe not even last year because playoffs. He kind of the wheels kind of fell off. But prime Jimmy Butler, maybe, maybe Steph Curry. Steph Curry was one I thought about as well because he doesn't really talk back. He just shoots. Yeah. And that's how he does his talking. It's maybe and not even him so much. It's just like the team, like that whole team, the team in general, will they, just attack they rise you. Up. If you, yeah. if you talk crap about anyone on their team, they all kind of rise together and they're like, all right, it's time to get them. <laughs> Draymond doesn't care about technicals or getting ejected. So, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah, interesting, I just thought that was funny question. that he thought that was Luca. And because uh, I was thinking like Devin Booker is, is he's not that guy. Yeah, I mean, you could trash talk to him. He's going to trash talk to you back and then probably get some technical fouls too. So, But same... he's not always going to deliver, right? If you right. get under his skin, I, I, I would consider him similar to Luca. If you get under Booker's skin, he's either going to just shoot lights out or he's going to be on the bench because he's ineffective. Yeah. I mean, there's those players that you, you trash talk to on purpose because they're going to get themselves in trouble. Yeah. Like Luca, yep. you know, he's going to get texts like and then Luka. get ejected. Yep. Or Jokic, like I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> Jokic, yeah, Jokic is another. Yeah, I've example. seen that happen to a lot of players. That... So yeah, you could trash talk to them, and they're not really gonna. They'll try to step up the game, but they probably won't even have a chance to because they'll be in the locker room. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was just some little little conversation I had with a Dallas Mavericks fan, which, like I said, 
wasn't easy for me, but I, I was, uh, I was kind and listened <laughs> to his ideas and then, yeah. uh, silently judged his, his comments. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was, it's good to have a basketball conversation to see, you know, he, uh, as a Phoenix Suns fan, he hates the Phoenix Suns. Yep. For, for the same reasons that we hate the Mavericks, right? It's a good yeah. rivalry. So it was good to have a, a conversation that wasn't just, oh, your team sucks. It was a good right. basketball conversation. So good. it's always good to see that, to have those sort of conversations. So I, I appreciated the the conversation, certainly. Um, and, and hopefully, you know, we can meet some other fans from other teams. Um, you know, we mentioned that I'm going to Summer League this summer, and I'm hoping to, uh, if you guys are going, let me know. Let's let's try to meet up. I'd love to have some talk basketball with anybody. Yeah. Uh, I'll meet up with so you. So let's do it. Oh, thanks, Ronnie. I'll be at so the pool sweet. most of the time, though. You don't know how to swim. <laughs> it's summer league. It's going to be hot. I'm going to be at the pool. <laughs> All right. Ronnie's going to be at the pool. <laughs> but yeah, we could talk basketball at the pool, guys. You have the complexion of Conan O'Brien. So, uh... Yep. <laughs> SPF 120. Yeah, that's right. So we, 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 we hinted at Bradley Beal. <laughs> I love this story because it's just perfect. Bradley Beal in Orlando, I believe, uh, a fan, as he was walking off, said, "You just cost me thirteen hundred dollars." You, you f. He called him the f word. Yeah. And uh, Bradley Beal walked over and slapped him, <laughs> slapped him in the face, and knocked his hat off of his head. He the man it. then started apologizing, meaning he didn't mean to intend to offend him. Uh, but now the, there's been a complaint that says that char- you know the police are investigating to see if Beal could be charged with simple battery, and this goes back to. A player should be allowed to fight one fan a year. And Bradley Beal just took it out on this guy. I have yeah. no problem with that. Sometimes people need to get slapped to just, you know, you can't just talk trash all the time and not expect somebody to to respond to you. I There's probably times in my life where I should have been slapped for talking trash. <laughs> and I, I haven't. And, and sometimes that gets me into trouble. But, you know, Bradley Beal, good on you. I, I don't have a problem with that. Do you have a problem with this story? I- I mean, so I'm I'm questioning the fight that you have planned in your head. So would it be like a boxing ring type <laughs> of fight or would it just be like a brawl, like just randomly, like with a crowd in the stands, you know, with everyone around? Like, would it be a controlled fight oh, like later okay, on or okay. would it just be oh, like... Oh, I see what you're saying. No, no, no. It's it's in heat of the moment. So Bradley Beal says, boom, and a spotlight. The lights go out and a spotlight goes on the fan. <laughs> And like people like the, that work at the stadium the run up the stadium and they just immediately, know. No, they, they, like the staff personnel, yeah, they run up and they they get the guy and they put boxing gloves on him and like a <laughs> ring comes down and it's it's on. Like there's no prep time, there's no back. It's yeah. it's on right then and there. So, <laughs> so you've been chosen. Yeah, you, you have, have to. to you're, these are fighting words. You have words. to be prepared. Yeah, that's like part. You know, the code of conduct that that Kyrie used to get a fan thrown out. That's yeah. part of it as well. You you have to be willing to fight so, a player if you are called out as the person. <laughs> so when Kyrie was walking over there, that would have been when the spotlights oh, turned yeah. on and he's pointing to the guys. The lights like, would have no, gone you, out. The spotlight would have chosen. gone on. One on you, Kyrie, one on this dude. Yeah, you have no choice. You have to enter this ring right now with these gloves. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. You know, that's and what they do go. on the streets too. You know, they just let each other fight. You know how they all kind of back away, just let them work out out. Let, let them work it out. You know? So yeah. Yeah. yeah that's the <laughs> it's like of, hockey. Yep, it's it's once, probably just yeah. similar to hockey. They throw hockey it with a fan. And, they go. <laughs> and then when it goes down, like when it's obvious that it's over, like, like in hockey, the, the refs will split them up and yep. it's over. And, and yep. once Bradley there's a clear Beal winner, take off his gloves and, and he'll throw the inbound pass the next play. <laughs> or maybe sometimes a fan will win like that. That one Suns fan that was beating up the other <laughs> fan that one year that's a really fan remember? against a fan I, yeah yeah <laughs> you that, remember that one guy, guy? Yeah. yeah yeah 
That was a pretty good one. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that guy's going to go toe-to-toe with a professional basketball player, though. Yeah. Another drunkard in the in the stands? Yeah, that's right? fine. <laughs> but no, no. Fans can't fight. Players can fight the fans. Make it happen. I'd watch. I'd tune in for those games. Oh, um, going back to the Luca deal. Do you remember? Did yeah, you yeah. hear how he got the 16th technical of the year? So he was going to get suspended, but then they rescinded that technical. Did you hear <sighs> about that? I didn't hear about that. I'm shocked he didn't get a technical for doing the money sign. He just got a fine. Yeah. That should have been a T. So he was assessed a technical on Sundays. Well, on Sunday, what day is it today? I don't know. I forget today where it is. Today is March 29th. It, it Sunday was, would have been the 27th. It was a Sunday game against the Charlotte Hornets and Mavs. Um, he faced a, he basically just got a suspension for a technical uh, for that game. And then they later on appealed it and they rescinded it. So yeah, he's no longer suspended, which I thought was total bull crap. I think it's kind of just the NBA being like, well, we want Luca in the playoffs, you know, so we can't have him suspended right now because they're on the bubble. So yeah. I'm totally against this. I think it's bull crap, but I don't know. I just I think I, it's bull crap too. He he yeah. there's certainly like I said the money's on he should have been given a technical. You can't get him get him suspended. Let that be let that be a lesson to him and mm-hmm. these other players. Exactly. You get, make stupid choices throughout the year, you're going to get suspended and it's going to be a game that you can't afford to miss. Yeah. This time he was called And that goes back to Jason Kidd being a crappy coach. He <laughs> he's had rest days since he had his 15th technical. You should have had him get teed up to get suspended on a planned rest day. Yep. Man, you really hate Jason Kidd. That's, I'm surprised to hear that too. I, you know, I just the, the the play call of that game really made me just look at some of his other choices, and he's like, "What is he doing?" Yeah, he doesn't. He, he doesn't have control of this team. Yeah, yeah, he, you're right. I agree. He doesn't. He just lets Luca do whatever. He pretty much just lets Luca yeah. run the team. And now that he has Kyrie Irving, he's trying to be a coach, but it's yeah, it's not working. Huh? So this this technical was um, he basically Luca looked at the official. He said something, and the referee didn't like it and called it technical. So it wasn't like anything too big, and that's basically why they rescinded it because it was just like, well, it's unclear what he said, if anything, to the referee. So let's just take that technical yeah, away, and he could play. It, I guarantee you that wasn't the first look time he looked at or said something to that referee. It was building. Right. It was building, and it was a snowball. And then he got to the bottom of the hill and got a T called on him. Yeah, but they just look at that one little piece and decide. So, nah, NBA's the script writers of the NBA, man. Yep. And that's not fair I, to the I, referee, I, too. Like, have you ever had someone where, you know, like, you, you, call, yeah. Yeah, you call something or, you, you know, like, you call someone on or something, but then they, like, don't believe you. Like, no, no, that didn't happen. But you're like, I saw him do it. Like, I, I'm yeah. doing this for a reason because it needs to be done. But you're telling me that even though he did something, he was in the wrong, you're basically just, yeah, it, you get it. You know, it's just like, I get it, it sucks. Yeah. Anyone that's worked in retail <laughs> tells somebody something and then just have the manager come and reverse it because they don't want to deal with yeah, it. Exactly. Uh, it's crap. Yeah. That's what it is. And we're talking yeah, a, a lot I, about the Mavericks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, that is weird. I was I, just to add to that, the, the close up Mavericks talking. Let's see. Can I make this not about the Mavericks? <laughs> Go in ahead. General? Yeah, I can. It's not about the Mavericks specifically, but I, I do understand. Why people think the NBA is rigged mm-hmm. because there are so many things that happen that just like don't make sense unless the NBA is rigged. Yep, I, I so, agree exactly. Well said. You ready? Uh, you ready for a conspiracy theory? Yes. This one's deep. Put your tinfoil hat on for this one. <laughs> I'm <laughs> always wearing I it. Had to, 
I had to reread it <laughs> at least twice because it just, yeah. So the Lakers were trying to make a move at the trade deadline, right? That was pretty well advertised. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of talk about them trading for Kyrie. Re- reunite Kyrie and LeBron. I heard that. They're, they can work past their differences. And that, so the, the conspiracy theory is the Lakers had no intention of actually trading for Kyrie, but they wanted Dallas. They knew Dallas was interested. They wanted to put the pressure on Dallas so that they would, in fact, trade for Kyrie. Hmm. So then... It happens. Kyrie gets traded for. He goes to the Mavericks. Yeah. What does Kyrie do on every team he's ever been on? He's just Implodes a trail it. of destruction. He implodes it. So now Luca's about to become going to his player option. At this time, LeBron's retiring or going to a team to play with Bronny. <clears throat> and Luca opts out. And guess who's there to take him with arms wide open? The yeah. Lakers. So all of this is a giant plan to get Luca on the Lakers. So, to recap, <laughs> Lakers pretend they want Kyrie to force Dallas to trade for Kyrie. They do. Luca gets mad. Luca comes to the Lakers. I mean, if they could plan like that and get it to work, and uh, that, that would be oh, amazing. Yeah, so many dominoes <laughs> right, exactly. to fall perfectly in place for that to happen. Yeah. It's also a big risk because, I mean, combining those two on paper, you kind of look at it you're like, these two are like some of the best point guards ever to play the game. And you're putting them on a team is together. It is it that big of a risk? And yeah, well, because you have to play against them, right? Like, do you really want to play against Kyrie and Luka on the same team? Yeah. They're three and seven when they play together. <laughs> I know, so, yeah, right? I well, do we want to play it, but against that team. They, nobody else saw it. I mean, maybe the Lakers well, I think saw LeBron it. would know. LeBron would know that you don't. I don't really want to be teamed up with Kyrie. Whatever team he goes to is going to be cancer. Yeah. Look at the history, right? It's not like you're, you're in a vacuum. You can see what he did to the Celtics. Mm-hmm. You can see what he did to the, the Nets. So, I, I, if again, I agree with you. If that's true, if they really had that big brain going, and that's the conspiracy theory, I don't think it is. No, nothing, the world, the NBA world does not revolve around the Lakers. So, if yeah. you believe that conspiracy <laughs> exactly. theory, uh, you're, you're, I, I just think it's a little bit silly. I think it's silly but that the it Mavericks went for Kyrie in the first funny. place. You know, that's I it was just stupid of them. I I think I gave that yep that trade or whatever that was a signing of a, a grade of F. Yeah, you don't understand grades. It was just stupid. I think I truly gave it a D because <laughs> that doesn't make any yeah. sense. But yeah, well, right. it could yeah, it could have worked. Yeah. Anywho, just thought I'd I just thought I would share that. I want to uh, talk a little bit about you know. Um, players imploding teams and, and talk about Jalen Brown. Now he hasn't imploded the Celtics, but it's getting a little contentious there. He has a quote and I'm going to paraphrase just a little bit. So Jalen Brown is the very talented uh, guard on the Celtics. He had a 41 uh, point they, game recently. Did he? Yeah. He's, he's a very, very talented player. The Jays, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, man, when they, when they, either one of those could carry that team. Mm-hmm. So when they're both on, you're in trouble. Uh, when asked about his future with the Celtics, his comment was, I don't know. I will stay where I'm needed and treated correctly. Some of the greatest players of all time haven't finished with their organization. Michael Jordan retired a wizard. So I read that as somebody that's not very happy with their current situation. Agree or disagree, Ronnie? Do you think that that's... Uh... That's that what he's could be at? a way to read it. I mean, this is all for interpretation. So I, I could also see it as where he likes the Celtics and he wants to continue being treated well there. 
So as long as they treat him well, like paying him well and everything, you know, then he'll he could stay there and and maybe retire as a Celtic like Larry Bird did, you know. But I yeah. do definitely see your point of you know like why is he saying that in first place? Is there something going on? Like he's comparing himself to Michael Jordan, right? Or maybe he is in a bad situation like Michael Jordan was. Maybe he feels like him. So yeah, I could definitely see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I'm looking at his contract situation. He is uh, next year. He is under contract. He'll be 27 years old, and then he's an unrestricted free agent after that. So the typically the way it works is this off season would be the time to create that extension. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is hey, his agent is telling him to make a comment something like this to kind of put some pressure on the Celtics to make sure that the the extension gets done quickly and they don't put him in a situation where he's playing. Uh, on an expiring contract. Is there a date Maybe. of that? I don't know. That, that comment? Do you know when that happened? Uh, I wrote it down in my notebook a couple of days ago. Okay. Well, the reason so I'm I asking. I say, let's see. So do you no, think it ahead. was a couple of days ago? I, I, I'll, I'll look it up while you, you, okay. you explain so what you're asking. On the 28th of this month, they played the Wizards and they lost pretty badly against the Wizards, 130 to 111. So I'm just kind of trying to figure out like when it was said to see if that that maybe had a big impact on the team. The game before that is when he scored his 41 points, and then after that, the this last game he only scored 17 points. The game before that they played against the Spurs, which is an easy team, you know. So they won that one on the 26th. So they won on the 26th, lost on the 28th. So when did he say that? Yeah, um, March 21st. It looks like 21st. Okay, he so it's been a while. Comments. Okay, so yeah, that was a win against the Kings, win against the Pacers, win against the Spurs, and then a loss against the Wizards. So nope, it, I thought if it was a couple of days ago, I would have been like, uh-oh, like, maybe it's affecting the team. Or maybe it takes a few days for it to affect the team, because so, I don't think the Wizards think, are that great of a team either. No, they're not that great of a team. So I think some of this comes back to the, the Kevin Durant trade rumors, right? Because Jalen Brown's name was linked to a lot of those trades where the Celtics are going to get involved. Jason Tatum and Kevin Durant are friends. They work out together. And, you know, it would be great if you could unite those guys. I imagine the Celtics were, were thinking. So, you know, the only way that you're going to get something like that is is Jalen Brown is going to have to get traded. So I think maybe that left a bad taste in his mouth. Yeah. Maybe. And there was talk about know. splitting them up a couple of years ago, too. Where... Oh, yeah. There's, there's always been talk about yeah. that. Yeah. So interesting. Huh. I don't know. Do you so, think that they should split I, them I, up or do you think they should keep them together? I think it's so hard to win a championship in the NBA if you have two players that two different positions, you don't have two point guards. If you have two players that can carry your team like those guys can, I think you do whatever you can to try to make them both happy yeah. so that they don't split themselves up. I mean, think, I agree. think how many championships Kobe and Shaq would have won if they could have made it work in LA. Exactly. Or how many so, championships would... Durant and Harden and and Westbrook oh, yeah. one and, and Westbrook won I in mean, Oklahoma City. If, honestly, if they like they stayed happy. They did lose like almost every time they're in the playoffs. They did lose every time they're yeah. in the playoffs together. What was it? Twice or was it three times? Might have been three times. So maybe that was a, a good split times. up. Yeah, but well, I don't they know. were still young at that point, right? Yeah, Harden was still right. coming off the bench. Exactly. I do wonder if they just kept them together. It all started with Harden. You know, he wanted to leave because he was yeah. a six man. So. Yeah, if if I was a Celtics, so let me, let I would keep this team the, together. The I would keep especially those guys together because the Warriors they are like the 
Curry, they're Clay so Thompson, good, and Draymond Green together, and it worked out pretty well. So yeah, yep. I, I think that's that's the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. If you have a talented group of people that all drafted around the same time, keep them together because you can you can win championships that way. And the Warriors are are living proof. I don't know, but then I think about other teams like the Jazz, for example. Last year, like they they couldn't go any; they never got to the conference finals at all with with their team, you know, with um, what's his don't, names don't that went to, the, went to the Don't Cavs. you dare say Rudy Gobert in the same breath as Steph Curry <laughs> and Clay Thompson. No, How no. How dare Go, you? Gobert and who was the guy that got traded to the Cavs and he made the playoffs? I forget his name right now. I still get remembering names. Who's the main guy in the Cavs? Um, the main guy in the Cavs is, is it D'Angelo Russell? No, no. he just got traded to the Lakers. The other guy. Hold on, I'll look it up. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. There you go, Donovan Mitchell. Sorry. Yeah, so because yeah. I mean that team, that was a fantastic team. Like when you look at them, those are amazing players, but they just I think couldn't you're win. Stretching amazing when you say Rudy Gobert, cause he was like the defense player of the year, and then he has had this amazing Great. offensive player, Donovan cool. Mitchell, who was just killing it. But yeah, no, I don't know, not, not the same. Okay, not I just same, it's just Ron. one of those teams where like here. if. If you kept them together, would they have made it? I don't think so. I think it was a good split. I don't think so either. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going in too no, far I'm, into this, I'm, but I'm I'm interested in seeing. Uh, let's let's switch gears a little bit to the Nuggets. You know, you mentioned it. Jamal Murray's healthy. Nikolai Jokic is playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Is this the year they finally make some noise and and maybe make a Western Conference Finals? Maybe right. make the NBA Finals? Or is this just another year where they made the playoffs? And they're out in the first round. Yeah. They're out in the second round. You know, they're not going to make some noise. Yeah, if they and don't make the conference finals, no they're going to split up. Do you it, think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it'll be a Utah team. Yeah. They're just going to split everything up. Be like, this isn't working. We need to change everything. It's rough. It's rough because you know you're looking at the West. So talented. There's so many good teams here. It could be a first round exit. Uh, yeah. I mean, as it lines up today, they would play the Lakers in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. are the Lakers capable of beating the Nuggets? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think that's that's anyone's really going to question that. Now, can the Nuggets beat the Lakers? Sure. Mm-hmm. There's no sure thing in this Western Conference playoffs. Yeah, that could go both ways. That'd be a fun game to watch. I'll actually watch that yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look through my notes, Ronnie. Do you have anything you want to talk about, or you want to talk about our our predictions versus reality, or do you want to save that for another week? Um, I want to talk about Austin Reeves a little bit. Have you seen him on the Lakers Austin and Reeves. how ridiculous he's been recently? Because he's been. I have seen quite a few highlights, and there's games where he has just really stepped it up. Yeah, I don't know where he came from. Like all of a sudden, he just like. LeBron was out, and then he started scoring like crazy. He had a high of thirty-five recently too, and I don't know that he's this guy he scares me because yeah, so. he he every time he drives to the hoop, he gets fouled. He has the most free throws for the much of of March, which is kind of crazy. Just like some guy out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like he's scoring the highest and he gets the most free throws. He gets all the calls. I don't understand that he's turning into Luca a little bit, which I don't like, and I don't like it mainly because he's on the west side because we got to play against him. So. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm a little worried about him. Um, I don't know. What What do you think about this kid? Do, have you seen much of him at all? I I love this kid, and there's a couple different reasons why. Is because when there's there's been several plays where LeBron will be talking to him, and his facial expressions are just 
the greatest. Like he can't, he has no poker face at all. So, uh, <laughs> That's true. I don't know if I can find it, but where, where LeBron said something to him and his, his face was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> like completely lost. Uh, I just yeah. Googled him real quick. Do you know his nickname? No, his, I, I don't know. He possibly had a nickname. the greatest nickname in Lakers history. Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> That's, <his nickname. laughs> That's awesome. He's from Arkansas. He played college at Wichita state and he was undrafted. So I love, I love the undrafted guys that, Make yes. it in the NBA. That was it's the other really, thing. Really yeah. Cool. Undrafted and he's playing lights out. That's just so crazy. Like this kid just comes. I just love those players that, you know, they come out of nowhere. They just surprise you. All of a sudden they become good. You know, they make themselves good. I love that. That's like Alvarado. He has that story too. He was undrafted as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. Just, no, it's a great just story. really cool to see him. Um, and now the question becomes, do you remember Jeremy Lin? Yes. Lin's Lin sanity, sanity. When that, yep when it took over that was that was like the equivalent of a one-hit wonder in music right sure. because he had one or two great years and then it was just like yeah, yeah we're we're done is that going to happen to somebody like austin reeves is it hey there's not enough film but people are going to figure him out and they're going to shut him down or does he have the talent to continue to compete i i don't know it's too early to tell obviously but I always wonder about things like that. The, Nate Robinson the way had he, that great playoff run with the Celtics, and then you never heard from him again. Yeah, the way he's playing though, he plays in that certain way where he draws the foul, and you just you can't yeah. really do anything about that. You know, you just have to. He lives at the free throw line, just like Harden did that one year too. So he just yeah, he learned yeah. the technique to get the refs to give him the calls every time, and he he just found that magic key that just unlocked all the calls, and it drives me crazy. I hate it. <laughs> And then, yeah, I don't know. Um, Dylan Brooks, he got his he got his 18th technical for taunting against the Mavs bench, so he was facing Good another job, one game Dylan suspension. So. <laughs> oh, he's facing another one. Well, it was. Do you get that, more? This was after the uh, this was about five days ago. So I don't I I don't have a date on here. Actually, it just says five days ago. Okay. I think so. It was at least five days ago, probably a week ago now. I just. You know, he's the like okay. the enemy of the league right now. He's like the bad boy oh, of the yeah, league. Yeah. So his eighteenth technical. So that was because at that sixteen thing. you get you start getting suspended, right? I you get suspended, but I don't think you get suspended every game. But now his eighteenth and he f- was facing another one game suspension. So how does that work? Like you get suspended for sixteen and then eighteen and then what is it like every two Let's technicals see. you get suspended again? Um under the rules, a player coach is automatically suspended for one game when he receives his 16th technical foul for every two additional technical fouls received during that regular season, they'll automatically be suspended for an additional game. So you're right. Yeah. yeah. 18, 20, 22, he'll get suspended again. I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. See, and then with that Lucas situation with them rescinding that one, dang it, you know, because yeah. then he could have been suspended oh, like yeah, more yeah, games yeah. too. And I don't know. It just uh, kind of brings you back to that. Anyways. It's rigged. Yep. <laughs> um, there was a game it's that I wanted weird. to point out too, uh, where Julius Randle he scored fifty-seven points against the Minnesota Timberwolves in a loss, though the Knicks still lost, but just fifty-seven. That was a that's rough. That was a big point burst for him. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, just a quick review of the standings. Not we, we, no teams have clinched in the West. No additional teams. Still the Nuggets and the Grizzlies only. And there is just a lot. I think the Kings are pretty safe at three. The Kings need one more win. Jam. They need one more. Okay. There's such a log jam from four to. I mean, I feel like the Jazz are 
slowly working themselves out, but they're not out of it totally yet. So mm-hmm. it could go either way with them. And we're almost done. Some of these teams, uh, looking at the Mavericks, they've played 77 games, so they only have five games left this season. They, <laughs> it's it's getting close. It's getting down to the wire here, guys. So yeah. if you are are watching some, if you want to watch some desperate teams play basketball. Check out the Western Conference these <laughs> last week or so because it, it is literally playoff mode for most of these teams just to make the playoffs. So it should be exciting uh, in the West. In the East, the Cavaliers and the 76ers have both clinched as well, joining the Celtics and the Bucks. And it's not as crazy there. I feel like, do you, do you think any of the teams, the Wizards are 11th, do you think they'll be able to win enough to come up i feel like that i mean they're two games away change so they they could but i don't think yeah. so there is a big gap from they're, fifth to six with the new york knicks and the nets with 44 games yeah. or 41 games 41 wins i should say so you kind of seem safe right there but then there's like from six to tenth there's like a, a five game difference between all those teams so yeah I, I just don't think the wizards have enough talent to overcome those two games that they need to to you know to tie the bulls with the with the number of games remaining this season so yeah i feel like in the east those are going to be your playoff teams just the seating might change a little bit because like you mentioned six to to ten is all pretty tight yeah i'm sorry six to nine is all pretty tight hey i got some i got some pop quizzes for you oh yeah let's do it okay so i'm name this player okay so this player has scored okay. 348 points this month and Ben Simmons has scored 291 points as a net. So can you name the player that scored 30, 348 points this month for that same team for the Nets? Oh, it's somebody on the Nets? Yep. Um, I'm going to say Cam Thomas, but I think he's really, really cooled down. <laughs> no, it's not him. Okay, then it's going to be Spencer Dinwiddie. No, Mikkel Bridges. Mikel Bridges. Yeah. Oh, good so for this him. is a big he trade. He was never for us. really an offensive juggernaut. But exactly. Yeah, he's, he's making some. Yeah. So he scored 348 awesome. points in a month. And Ben Simmons, as a yeah. net, the whole, his whole career, 291 points. It was just That's <laughs> pretty embarrassing. Pretty crazy stat I saw there, too. <laughs> good so. for Mikel Bridges. You know, I, I don't know that he'll ever be an all-star I and mean, he might have an all-star game or two but he's never I, I know i don't see him as the type of player that's ever going to be you know talked about as as you know one of the best in the league but uh, but he's killing he'll it for the nets and uh, i just yeah. the nets haven't really been winning too many games but i i just i wish the best for michael bridges there was so like oh sure all the ladies especially loved him here in, in phoenix you know so they're all pretty much in tears when they saw that when they found out he was being traded but I mean, we got Durant, yeah. so it wasn't a bad trade, right? Oh, and well, it's, yeah, it works Durant had his first home game tonight against the Timberwolves, and Ooh. that was since his trade in January. So it took him two months to have his first home game for the Suns. That drove me crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, he was injured at the start, then he played three games on the road, and then he was injured again. Ten, ten games or something between uh, those the most recent injury. And now he's back, and you know we just need him in playoff form. It's, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. All right, going it's back cool. to Mikel Bridges, I want to give him more props. So he's averaging yeah. 25.8 points per game, 4.6 rebounds per game. Um, he has, he's already recorded eight 30-point games as a net. 
he had two 30-point games in his five seasons as a son. So I don't know what they're doing with him. I don't know how things change. They're Maybe just using, yeah, I guess that's the Devin Booker effect, right? The offense runs through Devin Booker, not through Mikael Bridges. So, But what about the, the times the when those guys are injured? Like there, there was a time when Booker and Aiton were injured. Mikael Bridges, remember, he has like the longest streak of consecutive games played. So yeah. what was he doing when those guys were injured? How come he didn't? He only has two 30-point games. That's a good question. First? I don't know, just yeah. really weird. I'm sorry, in his... Yeah, he had two 30-point games in his five season as his son. It's very weird. He's but also is, the... F- and eight as a Nets, you said? Eight yeah, so far with the eight Nets? Eight already that is, as a Net. That is really impressive. Okay, lastly about him. He's the first player in the NBA history to average 25 points per game on 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from free throw line in the first 10 games with a team. So he's the only pair, first player in NBA history to ever do that. So Mikel, man, he's stepping it up. He he could become something, and we traded yeah, him away, <laughs> or, or at least the 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 Nets are using him in such a way. You know, they're they're getting the full, taking full advantage of his his talents. Yeah, so yeah, that, that's good for him. Congrats, so is, is that Mikel the, Bridges? So I know before we were talking about you know the coach. Is it does it have to do with the coach over there in New Jersey? Is that why they just he saw his potential in, in them? Brooklyn? So they, they yeah they. Don't you I know, I, I know. I said New Jersey, New Jersey again. Sorry, New Jersey Nets. I'm so used to that for my old video games I play. <laughs> yeah. Did they uh, unlock his potential? Did they see something that we didn't see on the Suns? I just think it's about the players that they have, right? Who's the best player on the Nets right now? Oh, uh, see, I thought you were going to say it was the coach because I wanted you to prove oh, your it is, point. It's it, it is a hundred percent the coach, yeah. right? But that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Who is the best player on the Nets right now? Yeah, it's it is Mikel Bridges is Mikel only Bridges? because he. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it was maybe going to be Ben Simmons, but well, I mean, mm. maybe. <laughs> so, so he's he's putting Mikel Bridges in a, a position to be successful. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned that they're not winning a ton of games. They're 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 still above 500. Yep. They're still going to make the playoffs. So. They're still doing good enough. I mean, they started off the season miserable. Steve Nash got fired. So yeah. I do think the head coach has a lot to do with it. He's he's taking the pieces he has. His team completely changed at the tra- trade deadline, right? Yep. I mean, it's a totally different team. And he's saying, all right, I'm going to plug these guys in here and let's see what happens. And he's finding a good combination. So I, I 100% do think it's the coach, the head coaching there. Yeah. So thank you for that, yep. that setup, Ronnie. I, I agree with what you said. I think it is the players <laughs> where they don't have Booker, they don't have Aiton anymore. So now he just he has to step up. So he didn't even listen to the coach or whatever the coach was saying. He was just like, I just need to step oh, up geez. and <laughs> there's no one else here to He's score. So I got to score myself. How dare you? <laughs> okay. Um, another thing, I want to go over to players of the week because I found this interesting. So uh, okay. for week 21, it was Demontis Sabonis. He won for the West Side. And then Joel Embiid, he got it for the east side. Um, both, by the way, Joel Embiid for week tw- 21 averaged 38.5 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 2.8 blocks per game. I think that's insane. Sabonis I still lost my fantasy matchup. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> and then Sabonis was averaging 20 points per game, 10 rebound, 10.7 point, 10.7 rebounds per game, and 8.3 assists per game. So well-deserved. The week after that... It was a repeat. I had never seen this before. Sabonis so won it again, and Joel Embiid won it again. That's crazy because Joel Embiid, he's averaged again 35 points per game, 12.7 rebounds per game, 3.3 blocks per game. So he stepped it up. And then Sabonis, so 22.8 points per game. He stepped that up. 16 rebounds per game, 10 assists. He averaged a triple double. 
that's ridiculous. These guys are playing out of their minds. So that's crazy. And then... Yeah, that is that is crazy. So I'm just looking at a couple of things on mm-hmm. this real quick. Sorry. Sure. Uh, it looks like James Harden was out during periods of those times. Okay. So that certainly helps Joel Embiid. Yeah. And then the games that he was in, he's not scoring a lot of points, but he's getting a lot of assists. So obviously that also helps Joel Embiid. So yes. uh, interesting. Yep. Point taken. Yep. Very good. I like that research. And then for week 23, it was my man, Brandon Ingram. He's averaged 31.3 points per game, 10 assists per game, and 6.3 rebounds per game. And then on the east side, it was your guy, Jalen Brown, 31.7 points per game, 8.3 rebounds per game, and 55.9% from field goal range. So yeah, kind of interesting that the now the Pelicans, the team that I predicted was going to win the championship, finally got a, a player of the week. So that's pretty cool. So it's good to see Brandon Ingram back. You yeah. mentioned earlier in the in the Lightning News that Zion has been cleared for what was he cleared for basketball activities or yeah. something? Yeah, it's still going to be reevaluated after two weeks. Right, two weeks. Okay, so are they going to do what they did last season, where he's going to be pregame doing three sixty dunks and they're not going to be playing him? It's or the are they going to say, "Hey, we're going to do it. We're going to get you. We're going to. We need to get you in because we know what's waiting for us." Right, they're going to play him this year. They, I mean, they have to. There's, I hope so. The only reason they didn't so. is because they were worried about his contract and re-signing him for like the full five years. Because yeah. that's that's what they did, right? This year, five years. Yeah, they did, a, they did. They did the max contract. Yep. Yeah. So now they're they're his to keep. They don't. They just need to play him, no matter what. Whenever he's healthy, don't do what they did last year, which was stupid. Because no, I think they would have beat the Suns if Zion was playing yep, last year. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy that that so, that didn't right. happen. So right now the Suns are ahead though by six points. Twenty seconds to go. I think we're gonna win again. Twenty seconds gonna... of the game. Yep. Oh, nice. Gonna beat the Timberwolves. Um, thank you for that player of the week information. We're getting close to the end of March, so we'll have our players of the month coming up soon. I have a sneaking suspicion it's gonna be Joel Embiid yes. and Sabonis. Yeah, I think but Embiid we'll is. I mean, do you think there's anyone else that might win the MVP besides Embiid right now? Because I think he's in the lead for that. I think he's in the lead too. And he had some comments, and I don't have them in front of me about how he thinks the MVP race and the ladder and all that stuff is stupid because yeah. it just changes. Like he doesn't care about that. And mm-hmm. To be asked about it and, and people getting upset about it just seems ridiculous. So, I I think he is in the lead. I, I mean, I think he should be the MVP. He's been, played fantastic this year. But if it goes to Jokic again, that's not bad. And there's, yeah. You could take so many players in the league and say they're the MVP. And I'd be like, yeah, they might be. Draymond yeah. Green, he endorses Embiid for MVP. I don't know if you saw that, but he, he believes he should be MVP. And they kind of... Uh-huh. There was something where uh, Draymond Green said something bad about Embiid. And Embiid kind of like proved himself. Like he, he was one of those things that we were talking about earlier. He's one of those players where you don't want to talk crap about Embiid because... He will light yeah. you up in the next game you play him in. He does that. He has that Michael Jordan effect, you know? So he did it okay. against Draymond because Draymond was one of the best defenders. And Draymond was kind of like, oops, like, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Sorry. And, yeah, so, <laughs> keep my mouth shut next yep, time. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, and that, that caused Draymond to endorse him for MVP. He kind of, Embiid oh, proved nice. himself. Well, there you go, guys. Joel Embiid, Draymond approved. MVP. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Thank you guys for joining us, and we will see you next time. Yep, thanks, guys. 